0: Gonna be another mountain.
1: I was gonna wanna, wanna make it move. I was gonna, gonna be an uphill battle. battle. Sometimes I they're gonna have to lose. Ain't about, about how fast I get there. I gonna buy out what's waiting on the, the other side. side. It's, it's the, the climb. climb. We could do the entire song and I would never get sick of it. No, literally. Also, off of that.
0: Oh my god, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? I do feel a little bit bad about whoever just started this video, this podcast, being like, wow, I'm going to listen to Maddie and Nick. And then they just were immediately assaulted with that. So, sorry, but also you're welcome.
1: Assaulted with that? (laughs) I mean, it was pretty loud. I mean, it was loud, but it was also perfect. Did you hear our (laughs) harmonizing? (laughs) Did you not like... Clock, how good that was! Uh, I it was also was great. pretty
0: impressive that we both went for the same melody of the climb because we could have gone for the big exactly.
1: up, exactly whatever it is. And I had the country accent; you didn't. It all it went really. together. Honestly, people, you haven't lived unless you've heard me singing. Uh, before he cheats with my southern accent That's in the next car. Week. full volume. It's pretty. It's a pretty good experience. Or um, Oh, what's the Beyonce song? Yeah, I don't know. It's like um. Daddy, daddy. Lessons, daddy lessons. I got it.
0: Literally, never heard of it, let alone heard it.
1: Oh, it's on Formation, and it's a great song, and it's got country vibes. Eleven out of ten would would sing. I have to burp.
0: <coughs> that was a lot of ASMR all in one
1: second. <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay. Are you? Do you? I think we've had this. Do you? Are you okay with ASMR? Do you like it? Does it do anything for you?
0: No, it doesn't.
1: But I don't like
0: it. It's just kind of there and it's like, oh, that's cool. But then I get bored and move on. Fall asleep, wow. Mm. Interesting. Yesterday, mum and I went to a float tank. Oh. And she fell asleep.
1: And As in like the 11 and Stranger Things?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's like a sensory deprivation. They put in a lot of magnesium so you just float in there.
1: Like... Meditation
0: purposes? Well, mum's back was really sore, so she wanted just to have the pressure and taken off. And
1: good for the back as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it was floating, so she's not, no pressure on it. Anyway, and she was like, it's only $10 extra for a second person. So do you want to come? I was like, okay. So I went. What was it like? Look, the floating was fine, but it was a whole hour. And honestly, the last 15 minutes, the actual water was only lukewarm. So it was kind of really nice. It's <gasps> the same temperature as your body. But what the- a great
1: drag and- name, lukewarm.
0: The air was really hot, and so in the last fifteen minutes, I was like getting really panicked because I was like, "I'm hot. How much? And how I'm much,
1: cold. I'm yes. and How I'm much not. time has
0: it been? What's going on? <laughs> like anyway." So
1: it almost felt like your senses were
0: deprived. It, yeah, exactly.
1: It's almost as if the activity had the desired effect.
0: I didn't like it. (laughs) I did. I was moving around a lot, and when it when it ended, Mum was like, "Was the waves like them trying to gently wake us up?" I was like, "No, that was me." I was like, "I need to get out of here." (laughs) And you didn't like wake
1: up with any new extra like psychic powers. Mum went to sleep. Did she wake up with any psychic powers? Mm. Then what's the point?
0: And her back was less sore, so I guess that was pretty powerful.
1: Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should go to one of those salt caves. What's that? You know how it, there's those rooms and it's like a salt cave? It's meant to be really good for your breathing and...
0: Oh, interesting. No? No. Well, I mean, like, salt cave, yeah, but...
1: Aren't you meant to be the hippy-dippy?
0: But I didn't... Weird. Hmm. Do you mean, like, go to an actual salt cave, or no, you there's mean...
1: There's like, in the city, there's, like, rooms where they fill it with, like, salt crystals and stuff. That's weird. And they're called, like, salt caves.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
1: That doesn't. Okay. <laughs> we we just sang a Miley Cyrus song and we didn't even mention the fact that within the span of a week, her plane got hit by lightning and everyone on it nearly died.
0: Yeah, I did see her Insta post about that.
1: And she went viral for screaming out "fuck Nick Jonas" at a concert.
0: I caught it. Did she
1: really? She did, but it was uh, taken out of context because she oh. was reading out people's signs. Oh. in the crowd, and the last one she read said, fuck Nick Jonas, and she's like, well, I mean, I didn't say it. <laughs> that's iconic. <laughs> Imagine a plane being hit by lightning. That's
0: pretty terrifying.
1: I feel like, I was going to say that's even more rare than just being hit by lightning in a field, but maybe it's more even more likely.
0: I think it's actually pretty common. Don't say that. But I don't think, but like, I think it's common, but planes are like a generally they, like, just absorb it or, I don't know, they're supposed to have, like, special things to make it not really matter so much. So it must have just been hit by really, like, in a really specific place or something that that's what made it go wacky. But I'm pretty sure it's quite common.
1: Um, Let's look it up. I don't know if I can fly again.
0: (laughs) I will stay in Brisbane for the rest of my life. I need to
1: go to one of the the deprivation tanks and get superpowers that are flying.
0: (laughs) How often are planes... Struck by lightning, wow. Once per every 1,000 hours, so that's a lot.
1: Wouldn't that be like every few minutes?
0: (laughs) Lightning hits aircraft once per year or once per every 1,000 hours of flight time. Yeah, so. Like per plane though? Per plane.
1: Um. (laughs) You could have not told me that and I would have happily lived in peace. You asked! I didn't. That's true. I think I just was like, "Let's find out." You forced this knowledge on me. You are no better than a man offering unsolicited advice.
0: But see, that probably you've flown a lot, so that probably means that. In you've fact,
1: I would rather been in a ca-
0: unsolicited <laughs> like, advice been in a plane that's been struck by lightning, and you didn't even know.
1: I don't think that's true. I haven't flown for a thousand hours. The, the likelihood is not there.
0: How many times have you been to like the U.S. or Canada uh, or? Um, Or Europe?
1: US twice, Europe once.
0: Oh, so you're at less than 100 hours. Okay. (laughs) Maybe you have been struck by lightning. Yeah. I mean, likelihood is there. Not that I've been on planes for anywhere near a thousand hours, but I have been on a few planes. And so the likelihood is there.
1: (laughs) But then the likelihood, it wasn't all on the same plane. No. So then the likelihood would be even less.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true, but there's like seven bajillion, bajillion planes in the sky and each of them gets hit by lightning once a year, which means that seven bajillion planes get struck by lightning every year, so.
1: I'd just kill myself. <gasps> it would whoosh, <laughs> light like a flash and I'd say, oh no, the paparazzi are at it again. They caught me. <laughs> Even on a plane, they peace for the famous the, and the rich and famous. <laughs> but it turns out it's lightning and then I would... Unalive myself.
0: Well, I think that's what, like, turbulence is, is not being hit by lightning, but it's like you're going through a storm, so then you've probably been turbulence hit by Turbulence can be
1: anything. It can be yeah, from, wind, like,
0: little as some Yeah, alien. I'll get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's so much to unpack. I, next conversation. We're moving on. What the fuck did you? do? We um, haven't even done
0: our elephant of the week.
1: The elephant in the room this week is... That the elephant of the week, the elephant in the room this week, <laughs> is that we we slung Miley Cyrus without addressing the fact that she nearly died.
0: But we did immediately address that fact.
1: Yeah, but this go back in time, <laughs> right? We order the podcasting ahead, and we're good. Okay, we're good. Okay. Oh no, the, the ele- real elephant in the room this week is that last week's episode was a um, <laughs> guest episode with Paula from Stumble Through, and we. You were on Stumble <laughs> Through with Paula as guests. That was pretty iconic. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to them. They were absolutely delightful, fun, fresh, and fierce.
0: That's true. And Paula is
1: really cute. She's like the most wholesome person I've ever. She's met. very
0: nice, yeah. So that was cute.
1: Oh, she messaged <laughs> she messaged, I think like yesterday and was like I feel really narcissistic listening to these podcasts and like laughing my ass off because we're so funny. <laughs> and I was like, honey, I literally every week listen to my own podcast and giggle.
0: Like, I mean, if you can't stand yourself, who are, who exactly, stand you can't else. laugh at yourself. Who else is going to laugh at Can you? Can I
1: get an amen? Amen. <laughs> That's the elephant in the room this week. Okay, cute. Do you remember the few weeks ago? No. Yeah, that's a bad question. (laughs) You don't remember shit.
0: What was it going to be there? It was going to be. I do remember
1: that a few weeks ago. My what the fuck of the week was. um, No, I don't remember that. Twitter changing its.
0: I do remember that because you actually went on for it, went on about it several days later. Yeah.
1: Well, they changed it back. They got so much flack for it. They changed it back. Iconic. And I was like, you didn't have to literally erase this entire concept. You just had to give people the option. Yeah. Which, whether it's like, yeah. The home screen or the timeline, mm. the mm. actual timeline, and then Instagram came in and they were like, "We're going to let you choose." So now on Instagram, you're allowed to go through. You're allowed to um, change it to to time.
0: Oh, can you to an actual
1: timeline, not just favorites? Like, interesting. Yeah,
0: I think I'm going to keep mine as the algorithm. I'm used to it now. Same. I mm, and you know what, folks? This is a great lesson in the fact that bullying Works. corporates. Operations. Stop there! Bullying yeah. works. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Works. Bullying
1: works, folks. <laughs> Go bully.
0: This was authorized by the Australian government, Canberra.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: can't For I mean, legal honestly, reason, though, that was a joke.
1: But honestly, there was it.
0: <laughs> yes. Have you met our governments? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Hashtag my comment. Um. Oh, wait, but I have so many things to talk about. You okay. don't even know. Should we? Well, we
0: have to cover the movies that we watched last week. We only watched one. Well, actually, some of I've us watched two. I
1: have still haven't watched Death on the Nile. Because you said I was allowed some to some of us
0: were left by ourselves at a movie theatre <sighs> waiting
1: for Look, it's the other half. Last weekend we were planning on going to see Death on the Nile. And Uncharted because we had free tickets to each of these films. Yes. Um, And
0: by planning, like, we booked our tickets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had every intention to arrive. (laughs) Cist. But I was on the Sunshine Coast because of work on Friday. Um, And then on Saturday, time came for Death on the Nile at lunchtime. I woke up, was all fine and good, started to pack my bag, get ready to go. And then I sat on my bed and that was wasn't a good choice.
0: (laughs) So I texted Nick. The movie was supposed to start at 12.50. I texted Nick at like a quarter past 12 and was like, hey, like, I can see you on the Find My Friends app that you're still on the Sunshine Coast. Like, what? You could. Anyway, and then he texted it at 12.30 and was like, I fell asleep. (laughs) I'll meet you for Uncharted. (laughs) Which is what happened. I own it. So I took myself to Death on the Nile. I mean, I sound saltier about it than I actually am. I don't really... It's yeah, not like she's never gone is. to a movie
1: by herself before. <laughs> exactly. I do it she's a lot. She's a fucking loner nerd.
0: Wow. Okay, well now I'm angry that you abandoned me if this is well, the energy that you you're coming problem? at me But really.
1: anyway, I still came and I still made it for Uncharted.
0: Yes. Um.
1: And, then, and we, I think we both actually enjoyed Uncharted.
0: Yeah, yeah. More
1: than we expected to do.
0: Well, I mean, I genuinely thought it was going to be like a bad movie. And while it was bad, it was still fun. You know, so... It had its redeeming qualities. It did. It did. And I think
1: that they were enough to swing back into the good category.
0: It's true. Mark Wahlberg was definitely the big... The
1: biggest miss. Yeah. It was by bad. Far.
0: By bat. It was bad.
1: Actually, I can correlate this to a whole other thing. Okay. I've been watching the Oscar movies, and one of them in particular mm-hmm. was almost a perfect movie, but one of the actors was, compared to everyone else, really bad.
0: I hate when that happens. Um,
1: So that's a little... Foreshadowing teaser for later in the episode, <laughs> um but yeah, no. Uncharted was, I, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It was a really fun action movie. Yeah, but definitely, Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg, <sighs>
0: gross. Whoa. And no one likes Mark Wahlberg. It was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. He did a or he and he did a bad job too. Yeah, it was actually a little embarrassing.
1: I'd agree. What movies has, been, has he been good in? Just those. Never, no, Those two Peter Berg ones. The two what, sorry? The ones directed by Peter Berg. Um, mm. All <laughs> well, I can think of is as the Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a game. Horizon, Deepwater Horizon.
0: Oh, that was actually a pretty good movie.
1: And um, the Boston Bombings one. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you have. We saw it together. Did um we? What's it called? No way. I don't remember what it's called, but I really enjoyed that one too. Even if it is like I do think I have seen it. Police propaganda. <laughs> Peter Berg movies.
0: I think I went to watch it and then just didn't.
1: Um Patriots Day.
0: Yeah, no, I don't
1: Yeah, you have. Patriots Day.
0: No, I know the movie, but I just don't think I've seen it. Like I think I maybe I've seen like part
1: of it. You're dumb. Um, anyway back to back to uncharted um tom holland i was genuinely impressed with acting wise
0: but i wouldn't go as far to say impressed but like
1: he did he did fine well i only say impressed because i love the man but he can really only so far excel at one character
0: yes and this was the same character
1: i thought it was quite different to peter peter parker
0: I mean, okay, my thing about action movie heroes is I just feel like they're really cookie cutter. You have to do something really, really different to make the character be like a standout different characterization, which doesn't happen very often. So while like, yes, I will generally agree that they were different. I would say that they're similar enough that I wouldn't count this as standout acting from Tom Holland.
1: Oh, I didn't think it was like incredible acting.
0: Did you ever watch him in that really gross movie, um, The Devil of the Time, whatever it was called?
1: No, because I watched Sherry. Ah. Oh. And I was like, Well, I'm never watching him in a drama again, am I?
0: Iconic. I watched the first like three minutes of that movie and it was so gruesome that I was like, I I don't think it has I'm not watching the rest of it. Very good
1: reviews either. But like again, I don't think he like excelled in those drama movies he did either.
0: I didn't think he did either.
1: Which is why I'm saying him playing a Kind of more mature, still kind of sarcastic. Um,
0: yeah, it was Peter Parker, but older. Yeah, exactly. But that's still different. <laughs> I guess.
1: And he did it well. Um,
0: he did it well, but I wouldn't say it was different.
1: Tati Gabriel as the villain was. I love the girl, but.
0: Oh, that's right. She wore some killer outfits, Flop but. Flop City. <laughs> Flops, yeah. Flop it City.
1: Was. I. I, I told right. Maddie as soon as the movie finished that I kind of. I. I think that uh, she was from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is the right. Riverdale esque thing. Sabrina reboot by the same creator and all that, um, and that's she did the exact same acting in Uncharted as she did in that show. Yeah, and I think someone, no one, told her to, to turn that off, turn the melodrama down because she was acting in a melodrama yeah. in this film, and everyone else was acting in an adventure. <laughs> yeah, except Mark Wahlberg, who like wasn't acting. Oh, um,
0: oh, and it was so stale, Mark. Mr. Wahlberg, Mr. Wahlberg, Um, we have some issues.
1: Who else was there? Antonio Banderas as the villain for the first half. Oh yeah, he was pretty, pretty good.
0: Wait, can we talk about the fact that it started with a flash forward?
1: Well, I have to go to a
0: flashback to go to straight off the bat. The the movie movie was a mess. Truly a mess. It,
1: it, It honestly got better and better as it went. That's true. It did. Writing and dialogue and everything. like Yeah,
0: because um like in terms of the actual pacing, it got to the point where they were supposed to be kind of finding the gold. And Nick and I were like, this is a bit weird. But then it turned out that that was like a misdirection and there was going to be more to it. And I was like, oh, okay, it did find right. itself in the end. Well, I wasn't
1: concerned about that because I, I was, played the games. Okay,
0: well, I was... Not concerned, but I was like, I don't think they really understand what an adventure movie is. Right?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> for context, they go to like I think it was Italy. Yeah. Um, for the middle portion of the film, yeah. to find some clues, and they thought the treasure would be there. It wasn't. It was just another step in the, yeah. in the treasure hunt. But that's the plot of all four games. So, oh, well, that last happens in all four. So I knew that was going to be happening. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it does often
1: happen. The very the movie opens up in the most insane. Literally. Way I've ever experienced a movie. Witnessed, experienced, whatever. <laughs> Essentially the movie opens up with flash forward <laughs> to an of action f- scene about two thirds of the way through the film. Yeah. Oh, and, and then, it's literally,
0: and it's a really intense one too. He's like fucking dangling out of a plane and you're like, what is going on? This is all right. Yeah. When it ha- when it opened, I was like, okay, I'm all right. I'm down with starting yeah. like right in the middle. Like let's really just jump straight into this. No. And then, it was a no. framing device and
1: yeah. But a bad one. So that was a flash forward. And then from there you think, okay, now they're going to flash to present day. They're going to yeah. go to present day to get to that point. Yeah. Great. No. No. Incorrect. Wrong. You stupid little bitch. <laughs> that We're would be go logical. From a flash forward to a flashback 15 years, <laughs> which is like 25 years before. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. From before the flash forward.
0: Oh, so fucking
1: funny. Um back to their childhoods. <clears throat> and then from there it's 20 minutes into the movie. Yes. And we just get to the present day. Yeah. So then at that point they really have to make up
0: a some lot of time. time. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they have to introduce every single character really, really quickly, but also establish who they are as characters. And this is where Maddie and I both agreed they suffered with the dialogue yeah, oh and the God. writing. Oof, they tried so hard to fit in as many quips and punchlines as yeah. possible in the present day storyline, the first yeah. 10 minutes of the present day storyline, which is really 20 to 30 minutes of the film, yeah, um, that the characters were all just too much.
0: They were all over and the place. And the dialogue was
1: pretty cringe. But then, as soon as they got out of that, it was fine.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's about the point where you're like, Ugh, I don't enjoy what I'm watching. But then, yeah. as Nick says, like it does stabilize a little bit, and you're yeah. like, Oh, okay, right. I agree. Once they get to Italy, I feel like it really
1: found straight.
0: itself. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yep.
1: Again, I don't think this film was revolutionary.
0: Oh, definitely not. But I don't
1: think it deserves forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I wouldn't give it much more than like. I'd give it probably sixty
0: five, sixty. Yeah, I was about. I was just about to say somewhere between sixty and seventy. Actually, I wonder what it is on Metacritic. Because like, <clears throat> yeah, like it's fun and it's enjoyable, and I would watch it again. I wouldn't really necessarily show it to anybody, but well, show I it to anybody. But I would watch it again. Um, but it wasn't like you know how National Treasure like really did something quite different for an adventure. It had different pacing than an adventure movie usually does. And you're like, you reckon? yeah. Just I don't know why I can't explain. I my would just say plot wise, it's
1: it's focused more on the ancient history.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Anyway, in conclusion, it was yeah, it was good. It was fine.
1: Yeah, look, the all of the games have like ninety ninety plus percent. The most recent Uncharted game has ninety three percent on Metacritic. Whack. And the movie has forty five percent. That's sad. <laughs> I mean honestly, Uncharted 4 though is like a masterclass in storytelling. So fucking good.
0: They should have used that for the movie then.
1: They used parts of it. Oh. Also, they never even really touched on any of the Francis Drake stuff. The entire reason his name is Nathan Drake is because of the pirate Francis Drake.
0: I did feel like that was supposed to have some kind of significance because they kept like the like the movie was focusing on the Drake name even if the characters weren't
1: the ring that his brother gives him at the beginning that says Sic Parvis Magna, mm. Magnus, Magna? which means greatness from small beginnings, is Francis Drake's ring. Oh. Which in the games they tell you. Oh. It's wow. And then the third and parts of the fourth game are about Francis Drake. Um, yeah, they should have. But they probably all focus on the fact that.
0: That really would have, again, made more sense because, like, the whole pirate ship thing at the end, you know? Mm. like
1: Essentially, all of the flashback stuff to the childhoods, that was pretty much all from. Uncharted 4. Oh. The orphanage and everything. Like. Um, so yeah, yeah. you would play games. You would love games like Uncharted and stuff.
0: Well, it's not that I wouldn't. It's just... It's a lot of effort to That's figure fair. out how to be good at it. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's I not. die a lot.
1: So you put it on easy, story mode easy.
0: Mm, then I might as well just watch the movie. Do it in two hours. <laughs>
1: Then you're not getting the nuance of a, like, 15 to 25-hour playthrough. <laughs> That's so many hours. But think of the story. I'd get
0: pretty bored, too.
1: Think of the story that I can be told.
0: I beat the level, I'd be like,
1: I'll just move to the next game. I think you're dumb. Anyway, um, let's see if I have any other notes in here that we need to... I will say that Tati Gabriel's character, villain... Killing off the other main villain to take over the villainy.
0: That was kind of iconic. That was
1: kind of iconic and dumb.
0: Yeah. She was wearing a great outfit while Loved she did it. it too.
1: Loved it. Yeah, truly. Um, The Chloe of Cara... Uh, the, <laughs> the character of Chloe. Yeah. I thought that acting was good, but the accent was whack.
0: Is this the Australian lady? Yeah. I did not even realise she was supposed to be Australian until like 40 minutes into the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, we established that if I... The only reason I knew she was Australian is because I played the games. Yeah, Maddie and honestly, even still, me, we were both like, "What accent? It's, it's, like, a, yeah. it's like a, it's British like a British mixed with South South, South African, African slash yeah. American." Yeah, um, it was a bit of a mess, but it was meant to it be was Australian
0: more than a bit. Yeah, Ugh.
1: But the acting itself was actually good.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad.
1: Which is why it was I it's was hard
0: like, to detach it from the accent, silly
1: choices. <laughs> It was um, a choice. Do I have any other notes that we need to? It had really good set pieces. I thought, you know how adventure movies need really good set pieces that yeah. are like good to look at and fun. And
0: yeah, that's true. It did. extra and over the top. It did, and the action was actually not bad either because they didn't like Tom Holland's action specifically. Um, like it's not. It didn't. There wasn't so much of it that made you be like, "How does this person know how to fight?". But there was enough of it that they needed to do something interesting with it. And they did, I felt like.
1: I have no idea what you just said.
0: Oh. Well, you know, like, you know when you watch a As movie... As in,
1: plot-wise, he didn't have a reason to be good at fighting, so his he, fighting was a little sloppy, but there was still the action. No, no,
0: Do you know when you watch a movie and someone is just gets introduced to a really weird and crazy situation, mm-hmm. but then they know how to fight so well that they can beat all the bad guys who you assume have been fighting for a long time? And you're like... How does this character know how to do that?
1: That's what I just said.
0: Right. But there wasn't so much action in the movie that it made me feel like that.
1: Oh. there wasn't. An- See, in my head, it doesn't matter if there's action in the entire movie as long as the character's fighting is a little sloppy and he doesn't always win.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because then that makes up for the...
0: No, because I felt like he was really quite polished with the fighting. Really? Yeah.
1: The very first fight he's in, he gets like thrown around by the Scottish guy.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. That's that's fair. And then he
1: keeps falling out of the plane.
0: I think that was circumstantial, not necessarily <sighs> ability. I'm thinking of like the bar fight. Where he blows fire. Yeah, that was iconic.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> they forgot about, that was the only fight scene where they were like, and suddenly he's a martial artist circus man. <laughs> and he was. And he was. Um, I thought there was enough globe-trotting, worldwide adventure for it to be a good adventure movie.
0: That's fair. I think there probably should have been one extra location. Interesting. I think they spent a lot of time in Italy.
1: Okay, now we can talk about the character arcs, which was that Nathan Drake didn't have a character arc in this film. No, he became his entire character arc was well, it was actually to, a little bit less trusting.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's it. He's actually a villain arc.
1: <laughs> yeah, the rest of the characters had character arcs. Yep. They all, which was the opposite. They all became more trusting. Yeah, meaning Chloe and Sully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the entire character arc was just Nathan attempting to change Sully and Chloe to be more trusting, which he did.
0: Yeah, and at the same time, he went backwards. Well, not backwards. I guess. I don't know. Depends on your perspective.
1: And also, by the way, with them ending the film with like two different post-credit sequences, was deeply iconic of them to assume that they would have enough sequels to explore that many plot elements
0: that's right because the mid post credit scene ended on a fucking cliffhanger that was yeah, weird
1: the first, first post credit scene is his brother's still alive in jail <gasps> that's right which I played the games I knew that yeah this is just me just flexing on you that I actually know what's gonna happen <laughs> um and then the other one was them fighting for a new treasure thing
0: yeah and then they turn around and they were like oh ah! Because I saw someone, and then you're like, "Well, who is it?"
1: It's going to be like Pretty Little Liars, where they open it up, and they everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's a dead body." It's just a dead pig.
0: What are you speaking literally or yeah. metaphorically? Yeah,
1: literally. There's like a cliffhanger at the end of one of the seasons where all the girls gather around a car that's been like left right. in the middle of the thing by that's a it's a dead person's car that's left in the middle of the town square, right? And they gather around the boot and they open it. And they all gasp in shock and horror, and then end of season. Right. The next season picks up, and in between those two seasons, all the fans were like, oh my god, whose buddy is it? All this stuff. But like, they had such an intense reaction. Whose buddy was it? Was it one of their family members killed and stuffed in the boot of this car? It, it was just a dead, dead pig with a note from the stalker. And that was it.
0: And so again, are you speaking literally? Like, are they are going to turn around and there's going to be a dead pig behind them, or it's just going to be a really disappointing reveal? Disappointing reveal. Right.
1: That's not literally a dead pick. I mean, they were in <laughs> a farming area. I mean, who really knows? Uh, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, probably. After the anticipation, you just can't really, like, match it, you know? Like, when you leave something for so long and oh, leave yeah. fans in anticipation, it's like, there's just nothing that you can do that's going to be satisfying. Yes. So...
1: But frankly, if the writers write themselves into that hole, that's on them. Yeah, it's
0: true. That's not my problem. That is not my problem.
1: <laughs> if they can think of something to one of themselves, that's on them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my overall review, my one-sentence review of this film is the real treasure is the defense ships we found along the way.
0: That's probably a pretty accurate right? logline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, good
1: one. And that's that on that.
0: Yeah. What would you give it? I'd yeah seven. Yeah, same six point five. Yeah, yeah.
1: I really enjoyed it, but wasn't anything new.
0: Yeah, you know. Coincidentally, that's also the exact same rating I would give Death on the Nile, (coughs) which Nick has not seen yet. But no, I I was gonna go and see it actually,
1: but um, then Disney Plus was like, "Hey, we're dropping it." Yeah, in two weeks. Yes. So come next episode, I will have seen it. Yeah. Um,
0: we can talk more in depth then, but um. Yeah, it's the exact same vibe.
1: Yeah, Maddie told me one thing about it, and that is that the murder doesn't happen until like an hour in. Yeah,
0: that was weird.
1: And then at that point there's only 45 minutes left.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Which already that leads me to go into this film alert. (laughs) You know?
0: Alert, but not alarmed. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, but also it kind of finds itself and it kind of makes a weird kind of sense, I guess. I don't know. Righto.
1: Anyway. Yeah. As long as they didn't cut the... And enough champagne to fill the Nile. Don't worry, they didn't. Because <laughs> okay. I will cheer.
0: And there are so many other amazingly...
1: Horrible line deliveries. All by... Gal Gadot.
0: Yeah there's this one scene which again you're gonna fucking know immediately when you see it where she and army hammer are like making out and they're like getting sexy oh my god it was i actually had to look away i was like this is disgustingly terrible delivery there's no chemistry like uh, do they think this is sexy because it is not iconic it's oh my god it's awful it's awful i can't wait for you to watch it
1: is she like Yes, daddy. <laughs>
0: it's even worse than that.
1: <laughs> like, eat me, army.
0: <laughs> I can't describe it. I'll actually throw up. But
1: okay, well, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, you should be. It's so fucking all fantastic.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> I wish I could be there with you when you watch it. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. Um,
0: Oh God! Wow, that was a that was a really good energy boost for me. (laughs) Always
1: (laughs) kind of. What the the Oscars are tomorrow?
0: Oh shit! Are they tomorrow?
1: Yeah. Wow. And then on Thursday, I decided I'm going to try and watch all of them, (laughs) which is a very me thing to do. Having even seen like one of them, watch all the movies. Okay. So there's 10 Best Picture nominations. Is there seriously 10? I think they changed it a few years ago, so it could be more diverse.
0: Honestly, I really feel like they, wow, 10. I remember reading over the list and I remember being like, wow, there's only like four movies this year.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so I've seen five of them now. Oh, okay. I went from seeing one of them to five of them. Okay. Um, How many of Do them? Do you think you're
0: going to be able to watch five tonight?
1: Well, no. The issue no. is that three of them I physically can't watch in Australia. Well, unless I do it illegally, which I don't really want to. Fair. Um, which three are they? They are Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, and Belfast. Right. They all had limited cinema releases over January and February for the Oscars, but it was showing it Rosalie this thing. week.
0: Which one? Belfast.
1: Yeah, I looked it up and it is still showing, but it's the only one, and they're like at the most random times of day. Yeah, fair. But um, King Richard is technically available on uh, iTunes and Google Play and stuff, but it's still a premium home release where uh, it's yeah. twenty uh twenty nine ninety nine to rent Oof. and $35 to buy. Disgusting. Not doing that, so I mean, f- I'm not watching four of them.
0: Mum and dad watched King Richard at the cinema and they said it's one of the best movies they've seen in a really long time. I've heard great so,
1: things about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not much of a sports biopic person, but
0: I don't mind them, depending on how they're done. Like I feel like there's gotta be a really good balance between the sports of it all and the actual like character progression. So if they can balance that well and it's not too sporty, then I'm like, okay.
1: So if your sports biopic isn't too sporty, you like it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, I'm happy for them to talk about sport a little bit. (laughs) And I want to see them win in the end, but I don't want to like...
1: So you want a predictable... Yeah. Okay.
0: I just want to feel-good And you still want it to
1: be nominated for an Oscar?
0: (laughs) Sure. Oh, well, it depends on the
1: movie. Go off, King. (laughs) Um, So there's four Best Picture nominations I won't be able to watch. Um... Drive My Car, even if it was in cinemas, I would refuse to go see it because I'm not sitting in cinemas for three hours to watch a drama. Um, Drive My Car? I've never even heard of it. I think it's Japanese or Korean. I'm not sure. But um, uh, this goes for a full three hours and it's a drama. That's disgusting. And like, <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> Titanic is the only one that can pull it off.
1: And for me, it still can't. <gasps> so the only Best Picture nomination I have left to watch is Nightmare Alley. Right, which is on Disney Plus. Um, but I did watch Dune, Coda, Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, and West Side Story.
0: Nice. How, what was West Side Story like? I was a bit scared because of Mister
1: Elgort. Well, here's my thing: is that I loved it a lot. Oh, phenomenally made film. I think it's this is like super pretentious to say, but mm. it's been exactly pretty much sixty years since the original came out in nineteen sixty one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Me, knowing that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's been 60 years and you can kind of tell this movie, the 2021 West Side Story, is the kind of culmination of musical cinema. Right. Since its creation and it's kind of the perfected. It's I gave it like four and a half stars, I think, on out of five on Letterboxd. Oh. Because <clears throat> I only have one problem with it.
0: Which is Ansel Elgort?
1: His acting. Oh, no. I tried to, for the sake of a review, tried to remove myself from knowing he has sexual assault allegations against yeah. him that have not been cleared. Um, I tried to remove myself from that and trying my best to do so, I still came to the conclusion that he's the only actor in the movie that doesn't do well enough.
0: Yeah. He's acting
1: like it's a... I don't know, a regular movie when it's Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, epic. Yeah. And literally any time he's on screen with another actor, it took me out of it a little bit because he was giving so little and they were all giving so much. Like, Ariana DeBose as Anita is some of the best acting I've ever seen. If she doesn't win Best Supporting Actress, I'm going to be shooketh.
0: Have you seen the original West Side Story? I have. Oh, okay.
1: Um... And then Rachel Zegler as Maria, who's the lead, mm. opposite uh, Tony, which is Ansel Elgort. Her acting this is like her first movie. Her acting skills are absolutely insane. <laughs> like insane, insane. The amount of emotion that she can portray with just her eyes. Wow. Is absurd. She has more emotion in just her eyes than Ansel Elgort has in his entire body. So, any time it was just the two of them acting, which is a lot of the movie, it's about Romeo and Juliet. Is about them, yeah. right? It takes you out of it because she's giving everything, and it's so emotional and deep, and it's a little camp because it's like over the top. It's fucking Romeo and Juliet from Steven Spielberg, um, and he's giving next to nothing, and his singing pales in comparison to literally everyone else's. Hmm. But I adored the film itself. So I th- literally my only complaint is his acting.
0: That's fair. I think the thing about Ansel Elgort is that he did really well, in my opinion at least, in The Fault in Our Stars. I think he did a pretty good job acting in that. And then after that, he was like, well, I've reached my pink, so I'm not going to put in any more effort.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. See, for me, I think it was that he, he did well. In *The Fault in Our Stars*, but I think that's because the character suited him well. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas every other film I've seen him in since has just been more of the same. That's fair. He's like Ryan Reynolds, but Oof. boring and for dramas. <laughs> yeah. Does that make not sense? Not a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> but does that make sense? You know, yeah. Ryan Reynolds could only play, only plays one character. Yeah. By choice, I'm assuming. Um, he makes, a and lot I think of money, Ansel so. Elgort can kind of only play one character. Yeah, but because it's dramas, it's so much more. Yeah, jarring. Yeah, um, but the film itself was phenomenal, and you've just got to watch it for the acting of everyone else. Like literally, everyone else is perfect. The amount of um, preparation that must have gone into filming a single scene is.
0: Yeah, I did actually want to see it. I do love it, me a mere musical, so
1: absurd. And so many iconic songs. (laughs) Tonight. Tonight. We are here. Tonight. Tonight. That one. No. No. Do you know I Feel Pretty? No. I Feel Pretty. Oh, so pretty. Really? I don't know. Do you know America? I like to be in America. I don't think so. You are psychotic. These are some of the most referenced songs in <laughs> pop culture history.
0: Yeah, no, I, they're not ringing any bells currently, but maybe that's just your rendition of them. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Maddie came in and said, I shall take
1: no prisoners. <laughs> Choosing violence here on this podcast on this day. That is rude.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, no, yeah. Nothing, I got nothing.
1: What else did I watch? Dune. Yeah. Which we've already reviewed on here. Dune, I would, out of the five I've watched, let me see, I would rank it from bottom to top. Don't Look Up is the worst. Really? And then probably Dune. And then Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and then Coda is my number one at the moment.
0: People think that's gonna win, cause it's going to win because it's won it's won all of the awards leading up to it, right? But then well, it was like a big upset because no one actually thought it was going to win anything. Do you want to know the T? Okay,
1: the T is that Power of the Dog was tipped to be the number one choice. Yeah, the best picture winner, Power of the Dog. Um, and then when it won, I think it was a, the BAFTA the other day, and Jane Campion came on to the interviews, uh, came up to accept her thingy. Her mm-hmm. Prize <laughs> award, her award, <laughs> uh, and she took a jab at Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, did she? Did you not see that? No, oh, it was why? No one knows. It was the most absurd thing. Oh. It was because they're King Richard is about them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, so you know that. Um, basically, she went up and, <laughs> and accepted the award for best picture at the BAFTAs or something and said, um, Yeah, and you know. Uh, sorry to Venus and Serena, but they haven't had to fight against men like I have. Fight against the males, their male counterparts like I have or something. And I assume she's talking about in tennis, they've only had to fight women (laughs) versus women, right? But it was just such an absurd statement to go up winning best picture and take this moment of joy to shit on two black women
0: additionally like she's completely wrong but
1: just it just makes no sense. sense but it
0: also makes no sense venus and serena had fucking nothing to do with the movie yeah. like what has it got actually to do because with they the were movie in the audience ma- movie like what yeah and serena was Weird.
1: like looked at the camera she was like i don't know what this is <laughs> about but um it was just absurd and obviously that got a lot of negative press yeah so then in the um, statistics, the rankings, because people put bets and shit, yep. um, it actually changed after Iconic. that to be Coda as best picture winner. Wow. Power of the dog, just under. Um,
0: they can't change it this late though, can they? I think voting was still open.
1: Oh. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. But anyway, either way, I think that's fucking hilarious Um, and wild. But yeah, for me, Coda, I finished it, I watched it last night. Coda is kind of – I literally don't have any complaints about it. Iconic. Like, nothing could be done better. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All of the emotional bits, beats hit perfectly. All the comedy beats hit perfectly. Uh, in my head, I'm kind of co- uh, comparing and contrasting it to Parasite. Yeah, I've, I've just said that. In a very different way.
0: Yeah.
1: Because uh, my love for Parasite comes from the fact that it blends together so many different genres so flawlessly and does it perfectly. Yeah. There you go again, raising the bar and doing it flawlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is kind of the drama version of that. Yeah, okay. Coda is. um, It's like coming of age, romance, drama, comedy, family drama, all uh, musical moments, like all mixed up together. And it's um, perfect. I yeah. really, really, really loved it. It's like an hour 45 or something. It's short enough. I think it just hits every note perfectly. Um,
0: yeah. I have been hearing this because I feel like I, I read a news article the other day and it was like everyone just kind of assumed that Coda was put there just for like... The diversity? Yeah. Um, and then it's won a bunch of awards in the lead up to the Oscars and everyone's like, oh, oh shit. yeah.
1: Maybe we should watch. Yeah. All of acting, not a single letdown acting wise... Um, directing, everything, writing, just really, really good. And it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: It's definitely firmly rooted in a coming-of-age story, but that's kind of like the jumping-off point, and then it goes into so many other things that it's really, really, really good, and I loved it so much. Yeah. And it's just really good, and I cried at the end. Probably at the wrong moment. But, um laughed cried (laughs) some genuinely laugh out loud moments love that um -hmm. 11 out of 10
0: okay is it on netflix
1: apple tv plus right which i think most people have a free subscription to anyway yeah probably um because if you buy anything apple they give you like a year's worth um what are my other ones that I power of the dog yeah This is me just ranting at you about Oscar movies. Yeah, we should move on. But it's the Oscars tomorrow, so we have to talk about them. Um, Power of the Dog, I loved because, it again, uh, I think I messaged you after I watched Spencer and Power of the Dog and was like, neither of them have plots, but they have premises and they Mm. are about characters. It's just character studies. Um, Power of the Dog, yeah, was very, very good. A very satisfying watch. A very, like... Uneasy watch. It's not like horror or thriller or anything. It's set in the West, like the Wild West in nineteen twenties or something. Yeah, nineteen twenties. I think um at near the end of the Wild Wild West, so they say. But it's still definitely a Western film. Um it's kind of about these two
0: brothers. Power Or is it like, are you actually, was it actually 1820s?
1: No, it's 1920s.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, The premise, I suppose, would be that it's about two grown up cowboy brothers. Mm -hmm. I use cowboy as a loose term, um, who go to dinner at a place. And that place is run by Cri- uh, Kirsten Dunst's character who has a son who's quite effeminate mm-hmm. and presumably gay. Um, and it is about one of the brothers played by Benedict Cumberbatch. He's actually the villain of the film. I can't believe they used all of the marketing to make it seem like he was the <laughs> lead hero. He's actually <laughs> the villain. Iconic. Uh, basically, he like humiliates the effeminate boy uh, mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And the nice brother goes back to check on Him and the wife, and they strike up a little romance, the wife and the (laughs) brother. And they get married, and the wife moves into the ranch with him and his brother. And then the kid comes back, and it's this, like, kind of slow meditation on masculinity and um, homosexuality, I would suppose, in these lonely, like, Jane Campion does a phenomenal job of capturing the loneliness of the uh, environment Mm. with like the very personal, intense drama of the actual characters. I don't know. There's a lot going on. The mum's an alcoholic. um, The boy is totally gay. The villain turns out to be gay. uh, And this whole thing, he had a same-sex love affair with his mentor, who's now dead. Um, and then he goes from torturing this boy who's effeminate and clearly, like, queer. Um, for some reason something clicks and he turns around and he starts to mentor him. And then it's kind of about this resentment and whole thing and the mother's so untrustworthy. And it's a lot. Not a lot of plot, but it's all about the characters and it's really, really well done and the acting's all incredible.
0: It's not what I thought it was about.
1: No. No. Me neither. But yeah, it's about masculinity and homosexuality. And hmm. It's interesting. Interesting. That actually might be
0: more intriguing than I thought it was.
1: And you see Benedict Cumberbatch's little little baby Benedict Cumberbatch. His <coughs> wiener. Was it little? I would say it was standard size for a soft penis. <laughs> was it actually his whack? Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think uh, prosthetics can really do soft penises. That's fair. In the same way that they can do erect ones. That's fair. Um,
0: yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't
1: watched it yet, but Nightmare Alley apparently has Bradley Cooper's penis in it.
0: Love that. Twenty twenty two is the year of male celebrity peenie. Okay, sorry, peenie on celebrities that may or may not be male. Fair. I realised I new need show. more inclusive.
1: <laughs> There's a new HBO show called Minx. Yeah. And it's about uh, this woman who tries to start a feminist magazine in I think the 50s or 60s uh-huh. um, and no one, no publishers want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, all that. And then this one guy who runs a porn company um, <laughs> says to her, hey, what if we make it an erotic magazine for the female gaze? So naked men in it and articles about feminism. To kind of sweeten the, you know, sort of spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Um, I've not seen it. I've seen all of these clips on Twitter, and the one main character who has to get naked all the time because he's like the centerpiece has this clearly prosthetic penis. Iconic. And it's so obvious the the way they do prosthetic penises is like <laughs> with lots of pubic hair, basically, and right. it's really abulged because they've got to pack everything on top, and then the penis comes out of that. He's the only character in the show who has a prosthetic penis. Huh. I would say <laughs> this show has fifty penises in the first three episodes. <laughs> His is the only one that's fake. The rest are real life penises. It's so it's so odd and such an absurd choice.
0: I mean it is a really absurd choice, but I guess I can respect like actors being like, no, I don't want to, and then the show respecting that.
1: But go for a different actor.
0: Yeah, then don't yeah, go for a different show as the actor if you're not comfortable with nudity in a show about porn. Mm. You know?
1: Yeah, anyway, interesting. Yeah. The other Oscar movies I wanted to watch were the act, some of the acting nomination ones. Oh yeah. Which you've seen some of. Have I? Yeah. Um, the ones I wanted to watch for acting noms are The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is seen that. Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Um, Spencer, Being the Ricardos, Tick, Tick, Boom. I've seen that. And The Lost Daughter. I haven't seen that. Spencer, if to it doesn't win, I'm going to be shooketh. <clears throat>
0: she should win. She's I loved great. it as a
1: movie. Too, uh, my only complaint, as I said to you on text, was that it was a little pretentious at times. I mean. But it's like a phenomenal character study. It's like a psychological drama, which I feel like there's not a lot of. Yeah. Because it's basically about one Christmas weekend, um, where Charles,
2: mm.
1: Charles's affair with Camilla, mm-hmm. is slowly becoming public knowledge, mm. and it's set over one weekend where.
0: Are they already divorced at this point? No, 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 no. Okay,
1: so it's set over a weekend where Diana's kind of grappling with the fact that um she might be being forced out of the family. Yeah. And she feels betrayed and all this stuff and that she doesn't fit in. Uh and then she's also dealing with an eating disorder. Right. And all this stuff. Um and it all comes out in like I think this is really smart a vision is basically of Anne Berlin. Right. Who had her head chopped off by her husband, who was the king. Whack. Um it's it's a really really fascinating character study. Definitely not for everyone.
0: No, Mum went and watched it, and she came back, and she was like, "I think Diana might have been a bit crazy." I was like, "I think that's like we all knew that." But well, the beginning of the movie actually <laughs>
1: says, "Based on, based on a true fable," or something. That's so it's cool. like we don't actually know what happened over this weekend. Yeah, but we're doing it. To be a character study on resentment, yeah, basically, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I really liked, and it was absolutely gorgeous aesthetically. Um, the fashion was iconic. Yeah. I,
0: I remember once I watched this documentary, and it actually had um, voice recordings from Diana. And I can't remember if she said it herself, or it was, if it was someone else who was in the room. Just a trigger warning here for um, suicide mentions. But she – apparently the story was – again, I can't remember if she – it came from her own mouth or it was someone out there in the room. And she tried to commit suicide in front of Charles using a pen. Um, and I remember I watched that and it was the first time that I was like, oh, wow, like she – like we definitely have like this really idealized version of who she was. Um and so I think it's always refresh. Like yeah. she was a real the, the conclusion. She's a real person, you know. Yeah. When she got put in, she was so young. She got put into such a terrible situation. Um, and so it's always really refreshing when movies actually <laughs>
1: well, this movie <laughs> does not shy away from that, yeah, that. it actually mentions suicide attempts. Yeah, there you go. Um, and her bulimia specifically. Yeah, it focuses quite a lot on. Um, yeah, it does not shy away from any of that. Yeah, but it also does acknowledge that she's. The people's princess that everyone loved, yeah, like the media yeah, loved her. Um, yeah. and I think there's one point where a lot of the movie is about like the fact that the staff talk about them and yeah. take stuff they say or do out of context to gossip about and laugh about around the dinner yeah. table. And like, there's a whole plot point where it's like, um, Diana, you're so self conscious that you're out of touch, and all this, you're the only person in this family who the staff doesn't laugh at.
0: Oh, that's cute. That kind of thing? Yeah.
1: Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very mm. good movie. I liked yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I think I'd like it, to be honest. So, yeah.
1: I'll be shook if Kristen Stewart doesn't win, honestly. She does a phenomenal job.
0: Good on her. Kristen Stewart for the win.
1: I actually also thought Nicole Kidman did fantastically as Lucille Ball and Being the Ricardos, but I don't think anything like um, Kristen Stewart did. mm Fair. And that's my review of all the Oscar movies I've seen so far.
0: Cute. Love that. It's still sure. What else happened this week?
1: Okay, imagine... <laughs> imagine you're J.K. Rowling.
0: Oh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs>
1: imagine you're uh, a transphobe who could choose to keep her mouth shut and live in wealth. Right? Imagine that's you. Okay. And then imagine there's a war between Russia and Ukraine. <laughs>
0: Okay. Right. Right. And then imagine
1: the crazy, loose cannon president of Russia, Vladimir Putin.
0: Oh, I'm really scared about where this might be going.
1: To the media, that himself and J.K. Rowling are very much the same, and have been cancelled by the world media for the same type of, in the same type of way. Okay. Imagine that's all happened. Right? Okay. He publicly says, "You know, I love J.K. Rowling. She was cancelled standing up for what she believes in. The same thing that I'm being cancelled for." Is Putin? Um, so imagine all that happens, and then imagine you wake up in the morning and you see the news, and it says, "Putin, J.K. Rowling, buddies shaking hands," <laughs> um, and then and then, do you look at yourself in the mirror? and say, hmm, this psychopathic war criminal is comparing the two of us because most of the world is telling me that my views are harmful. Do you look in the mirror, think about what you've done, reflect inwards and say, perhaps I need to think more critically about this, perhaps I'm wrong. If a psychopathic warlord is defending me? Do you do you okay. do you maybe think twice? I'd like to think I would. I'd like to think I would too. <laughs> Did J.K. Rowling? J.K. Rowling hasn't made a statement. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I was really, really scared you were going to say. And then she tweeted. And then
1: she tweeted. No. <laughs> um, I I like to believe she'll just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. That's probably because she's going so to happen. like that. Yeah. She's 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 right, everyone else is wrong. Full stop. Yeah. That's it. She's being victimized as one of the richest women women in the world. Yeah. But this all happened. Can you believe Putin put out a media statement saying him and JK Rowling are being cancelled by the world's media?
0: That is so fucking funny, that news headline that you said as well.
1: <laughs> Buddies It just blew my mind that's, that this is twenty twenty two.
0: It's yeah, that's Interesting. Imagine
1: telling people in, okay, imagine, this oh. is a very hypothetical episode. <laughs> imagine it's 2011. You're going oh. to cinemas to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. J.K. Rowling's created this incredible world that you love. And it's immersive and deep and amazing. And then a future time traveler came up to you and said, J.K. Rowling and Putin. <laughs> Buddies. Buddies? <laughs> You'd be shook if.
0: Putin wants to start a nuclear war. J.K. Rowling is just as bad. (laughs) Literally.
1: Like, it's all... We've been following this J.K. Rowling (laughs) transphobia shit since our very first episode. Yeah, literally. It's only gotten worse. (laughs) Oh, God. Actually, I have a fantastic article on my phone um, about how to... um, Decide for yourself whether you're whether you're willing and able to disconnect art from artist and enjoy the Harry Potter okay. series and franchises and stuff um, independently of who J.K. Rowling is. It's a really, really great read because there's a new Harry Potter game coming out along oh, with right. the new movie and stuff. Yeah. Um, so everyone's kind of like, I don't know if I should be supporting this. You know, literally yeah. thousands of people have worked on this game. Yeah. If I don't support it out of...
0: This has been a long time going this discussion actually hasn't it about this game because they've been working on it for a really really long time right Yeah Um yeah I remember
1: But you are allowed they I think it's actually very interesting because um it's a role-playing it's like a RPG a role-playing game where you get to create your own character Right and live out the adventure like that Um and The developers made a very specific point to make sure that you could play a trans character. Oh, okay. Which is one of the first video games to do so. There's not many that let you have, um, which in terms of a game basically means you can pick a female body type. Yeah. And then pick a male voice.
0: Oh, okay. Cool.
1: Um, that kind of so yeah. Um. So I think this specific team of developers has made their stance pretty clear that they are not yeah. with J.K. Rowling on this. And then you look at the new movie, uh, Crimes of, no. Whatever it is. Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. Which I have a huge... I'll say that for my motherfucking week. Um, anyway, this movie's coming out. Uh, The one actor who specifically put out a statement and said, I'm against these things that J. K. Rowling is saying. I support Trans Lives, Trans Lives Matter, all that kind of stuff it was Catherine Waterson who plays the main the Newt's love interest. Right. I can't remember her name.
0: Me either. But
1: um she was a lead character, the lead female in both the first and second movies. She came out with this statement and suddenly she's not in this film. Oh really? She was written out of this film. Oh no. Almost entirely. Remembering J. K. Rowling writes all of these movies. So everyone's like, (laughs) not only are you wrong, but you're not even willing to have differing viewpoints by the actors that are in your films, you know? I think it's kind of wild. I just think J.K. Rowling's so out of touch and she has too much power and, you know? I wasn't trying to make a statement about anything particular or ask a question about anything particular. I'm just saying all the stuff that's been going on with her at the moment. Also, crazy. they um the cursed child play, yeah, they've just recently started to globally wherever it's on, switch from two part play mm. over two nights to one part that's three and a half hours long. Oh my god! That's How long a musical is really? Um, and they've changed certain aspects of the play and stuff and um, condensed it a bit. And this one, they've specifically made it clear that <laughs> Harry and Draco's male children are gay for each other
0: iconic
1: so I feel like that's so fucking funny yes right I Unless, love that that's why I'm like oh my god that's amazing personally quite conflicted about consuming this Harry Potter Wizarding World media because I'm like so many of the creators are taking a stand against yeah these genuinely real life harmful views yeah and like I'm is me not consuming that media like I don't know you know what I mean is it all just an interesting thing? It's
0: so hard to say. I feel like Harry Potter has become like the um like the poster child for this discussion. Yeah. And I also actually feel like it's one of the most difficult ones to actually have a fixed position on because mm. of just how big it is yeah. and how influential it is yeah. for, was for so many people growing up. Um and for how much it still not only continues to be an influence but actually is still putting content out well yeah really quite um like there's a lot of it still coming out
1: um well it's actually having yeah a resurgence at the moment with the game and it's been a few years since the last movie so this movie's coming out the game's coming out this year Um, i just don't really
0: feel like anyone's actually interested in this there's two
1: game shows harry potter game shows on like hbo max or whatever there's the anniversary reunion thing from last year uh, and there's, I think, two live action shows in development. Whack. for HBO. See,
0: my opinion. I personally think that they should and stop the making content. I think that's what. Like, I think. I yeah I like I really very much disagree with HBO being like yeah let's make two more shows about it and well, you it's know like Warner brothers. I, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I no I that I, I get
1: what you mean, but I also think that this there hasn't been this much Harry Potter content for ten years. Yeah. So I'm thinking either all of this flops and they do wind down. Yeah. Or all of this is extremely successful and they actually Well up.
0: I think that's actually what's going to happen. You think? Yeah, I do. The I mean last, I
1: the last um Fantastic Beast movies didn't do very well. No,
0: I was about to say I don't think the movie's gonna do very well, but I think that's more because the last movies were stupid yeah. than it is because it's Harry Potter. But I think everything else will probably do solidly enough. Yeah. Um, again, because it's Harry Potter. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I just personally feel like it's really telling of companies, yes. to be like we don't get. It. We're still going to make Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, uh, it doesn't you know. matter
1: how many statements they put out saying we yeah. support trans people. Yeah, exactly. Or how stealing- many
0: yeah, creators really go to the effort of being like we're going to make it inclusive. It's like well, at the end of the day, that's really fair. And I appreciate that you've gone to the effort to put your views into it. But it's still Harry Potter. Yeah, and it's still. You know, J.K. Rowling's still a fucking twat.
1: Um,
0: you know, Cheap. which is that, and there's. I just want to say again, there's a major difference between that and as a fan, you still enjoying the old movies or the old <laughs> books. It's like that's not gonna. At this point, it doesn't really make much of a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's totally. that's my general feeling on the situation.
1: Yeah, it's all complicated, and yeah, it is. Well, I'll, I'll really make sure complicated. to link this article below because. I think it's a really interesting um, way to help, even personally, if this is a conflict yeah. within you. Yeah. To kind of reckon with the situation, whether it be you purchase a ticket to this movie and you donate the exact same amount of money you used to buy that ticket to True. a trans charity. Same with yeah. the game. If you spend 110 bucks on the game, donate 110 bucks to charity. Yeah. So that kind of thing, whether that works for you. Um, all that. Or you legally watch the movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay, now something stupid. Okay. I haven't even read this article yet. We've got to wind up though.
0: Well, we don't have to well, wind what's the up. Time? It's been an hour and 5 minutes.
1: Okay, well this is worth it. Okay. <laughs> I recently found out that originally the Twilight movie was being produced by MTV. Did you know this? No,
0: I didn't know that. I am genuinely devastated
1: but that didn't happen. I need to read you this article that I haven't read.
0: But also I'm I like I wouldn't want to not have the amazing movie that we do have like I want both.
1: Well I'm just going to interrupt you MTV and revision. say the byline for this article is Are they gonna make- the original script literally had Bella on jet skis being chased by the FBI.
2: <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> so that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm torn between we could have had this disaster, we, and could, we could have, have had had it all. literally, <laughs> and, and if we had that disaster, we wouldn't have this disaster. This disaster, you yeah.
0: know. No, I want both.
1: So I'm going to read this article.
0: Oh, now we're going to do a dramatic reading. Okay, I'm it's not
1: very long. It's just a Buzzfeed one. Love that. Um, it's a coming. Buzzfeed article called <laughs> "The Original Twilight Script Had Bella on Jet Skis and Shooting Vampires Because <gasps> Stop. Of Misogyny." By Natasha Josek.
0: So it wasn't really the book. It wasn't an adaption. She was really just...
1: Okay, right. MTV does what they want. Did you just hear that they've cast no, I didn't a person hear. for the Teen Wolf movie that's playing Derek's 15-year-old son?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> they haven't even...
1: He hasn't even signed on to the movie. Like, uh, <laughs> Derek's 15-year-old son. That's so funny. And he looks like Styles, <laughs> And everyone's perfect. like, do they have somehow DNA steric and baby? <laughs> or like, what's the dealio? Everyone's very confused. That's so fucking funny. Um,
0: Wow. MTV has balls.
1: They're balls to the walls. Is what they are. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, this article reads, it's apparently been a part of the Twilight lore for a while that the original j- script of the movie had Bella on a jet ski That Jella, Jella, the script of the movie had Bella as a jet ski riding vampire shooting athlete.
0: So basically the opposite of Of what she actually is meant to be. Yeah.
1: Iconic. Okay. In a new episode of the podcast, The Big Hit Show, people involved in the making of the Twilight movie talked about what the first script looked like. And who boy, it's bleak. (laughs) Um, for context, Paramount Pictures MTV Films originally optioned the rights to the films of Twi- the film rights of Twilight, basically. Mark Lord, the one who wrote the first script, originally pitched it as a vampiric take on Romeo and Juliet. But, according to Mark, they wanted to just put in some more action to advance oh it more God. and give something more to the male audience.
0: No! Not the male audience!
1: <laughs> they thought they were going to lose the male audience with too much of a romance.
0: Where? When was it ever for the male
1: audience? <laughs> one, uh, one major departure from Bella's character in the books was that in was Mark's script, time. she was a runner and she met Edward while running in the woods. Stop! I wanted to have a strong female character as opposed to just mooning over some guy.
0: I mean, he's accurate. That's fair.
1: <laughs> Apparently the script was the best we could put together for what they wanted and they were happy with it. However, the new head of production at Paramount said that the people didn't want a movie about werewolves. So long story short, the movie ended up with Lionsgate, Lionsgate and Summit. Um, <sighs> Jillian Boer, a creative executive I've over at Summit, said that the first script, uh, she remembers that there was a boat chase in one scene, I remember that there's a barn that burned down, and I remember that Bella's dad died, and then Bella got turned into a vampire.
2: What and that
1: all happened in the first movie? Wh- what? And then Catherine—they're really
0: taking transformative works to like yeah. the next level. <laughs> yeah,
1: Catherine Hardwick, who the director of the actual first Twilight yeah. movie, uh, echoed this sentiment and said, "The original script literally had Bella on jet skis being chased by the FBI. She was a star athlete, nothing to do with the book." N- it's interesting that the first writer on it was a man and it led to mm-hmm. jet skis and shotguns in order to deal with the challenge of making Bella proactive. <laughs> that's what that...
0: That's it. That is interesting. Melissa Rosenberg said that. Uh, Ooh, who ended up writing take. the actual Twilight script. There you go. Yeah.
1: Love that take, Miss Rosenberg. Uh, and she also added, and and then when you put women on it, we go in the direction of the character. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unsurprisingly, Stephanie Meyer herself was not a big fan of the original gun-toting Bella <laughs> Who would be? and almost decided not to give the rights to another studio. Iconic. Thankfully, the team at Summit convinced her that the newer version would be closer to the book and the rest is history. Look, I'm not saying it's been long enough that we can reboot it, hmm? but I'm here <laughs> for like a B-movie vibe, Bella riding jet skis oh, being really chased really? by the FBI. What a shit show that would have been.
0: It's like that. Remind- it gives me Vampire Sucks vibes. It does. Yeah. Much
1: maybe they just use that script, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, there's there, wow, so many interesting insights there. Choices,
1: yeah, the words mm. of Tatiana mm. choices.
0: Hmm,
1: hmm. Do you want to hear mm. more about bad writing?
0: I think I want it, but I don't want it as the main, well, not as the main, but like taken seriously like mm. if i if i'm having that like i want them to know that it fucking sucks yeah. you know i don't want them to be like we need it to be for the male audience and so yeah, this yeah, is yeah, how yeah. we will bring nuance it's like what what
1: <laughs> okay yeah more bad writing um
0: i've eaten so many sour patch kids why would you bring these
1: that's a good thing um <sighs> bad writing as a segue um riverdale just come back from hiatus have you seen any of this no i haven't so where we I keep
0: very far away from Riverdale these days.
1: Remember the first five episodes of the new season was River yeah. Vale. <laughs> yeah. Which is a parallel made-up universe where they, was supernatural existed and stuff. And
0: everyone died or something, right?
1: <sighs> yeah. Because in the season, I think, five finale or six finale, sorry. No, season five finale, there was an explosion at Archie's house. Oh, my God. When Archie and... L- uh, Betty were having sex, and a bomb went off. And Jughead was downstairs for some reason. So that was the cliffhanger finale of season (laughs) five, and then season six picked up immediately.
0: These people should have.
1: Well, and then season six picked up immediately with this Riverdale stuff. So for not just the hiatus between season, but for the first five episodes of the new season, fans were like, "Are they alive? Are they dead? What's the deal? Who's dead? Who's alive?" This bomb went off. Basically. It opened back up after this Riverdale little s- sidetrack. Um, they all survived the bomb because they got out in time or something. Oh my god! But get this.
0: Oh, I don't want to. <sighs> oh no.
1: They <laughs>
0: oh. say it with me.
1: They now have Powers. superpowers. <laughs> They now have superpowers. Oh, yeah, no. Archie has indestructible skin. No. He, like, stabs himself with a knife and nothing happens. It just breaks. Oh, uh, Betty no. can now see people's auras. And if it's red, it means they're evil and they're going to attack. That kind sh- of thing. That's a Which, by power. the way, is an exact copy of the latest Life is Strange game, which came out late last year. Oh. Literally the power in that game. Anyway, um, and then <laughs> this episode, first episode back, Jughead doesn't have powers. Doesn't have a power, but he is going blind or deaf or something. He's going blind or deaf or something, and everyone's like, well, why did you give those two powers and him nothing? And you know what the creator said? Because he's going to turn into basically daredevil and be able to see without actually seeing. And that's his power. And I'm just a bit confused. A bit? Because I'm a lot confused. But specifically, I'm confused because also Veronica put out a hit on her dad and the assassin killed him. But that's just a different story.
0: I think that was <laughs> several seasons ago, wasn't it?
2: Oh, God. And so then they killed him off going. screen and people
1: come out of it. Anyway, because oh, powers stuff. Didn't. I'm specifically confused because didn't they just do this Riverdale uh, – sorry, Rivervale five-episode arc as a way for them to have fun with the supernatural stuff that doesn't actually exist in Riverdale? And then they come back and different supernatural stuff exists in Riverdale? Despite the fact that this is meant to be the normal universe, I don't understand the thinking there. You know, the
0: thing I never really understood about Riverdale is that, like, there were like hints in like season two that of were going to go that they were going to go yeah. supernatural, and then Sabrina happened, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the same universe!" So the supernatural obviously does exist. So maybe that means they're going to bring it into Riverdale. And now, 17 seasons later, this is how they decide to do it.
1: And, well, Sabrina was in the Riverdale episodes, Rivervale episodes. So they retconned that and said that Sabrina's actually in the Rivervale universe.
0: Oh, the embarrassment that they should feel. And genuinely, (laughs) the actors at this point, like, their contracts have to have expired,
1: right? Well, bitch, get this. The next day, literally the next day, it was renewed for season seven. And everyone on Twitter and Tumblr and everything was like, I feel so bad for these poor actors. But, like,
0: how does they, how do the contracts work? Because, like, the contracts can't just be, like, you will act in these until we decide that the show is cancelled. Like,
1: no. So, typically with um, teen shows, so anything on Freeform slash ABC Family, uh, anything on the CW, so anything like Pretty Little Liars, mm. uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager, all of the Flash and Arrow and all that. yeah. Immediately they have to sign on for five seasons, five years. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is why it's a pretty big thing to move to Canada for more than half the year every year Yeah, to film wow. shows for five years. Um, so they sign on for those five years, and then they're allowed to renegotiate their contracts in season five. Um, and either typically, I think typically it's two-year contracts from that point. Right. So that would be for season six and seven. Yeah. Um, or season by season. I think like Grant Gustin on The Flash is season by season now.
0: They must get paid a lot of money. Like, there is genuinely no other reason Actually, compared to network television, they don't. Then why the fuck do they stay?
1: Because it's enough. Because these shows have so many episodes a season, it does technically add up.
0: Yeah, I guess. So they get.
1: I don't know, 10,000 an episode, say. That adds up to 240000 over one season of Riverdale.
0: That's not very much money. <laughs> for what they're doing. They have to, I mean,
1: so it's that kind of thing, right? Um, and it's actually interesting because Grant Gustin now has in his contract, as of this season, well, I can't tell you what season they're on. I think nine or eight or something of The Flash. Uh, he'll only film 16 episodes a season. Huh. So I don't know whether he got a pay increase for that or he yeah. was just like, if I get to be around this for two months or less a year, fair. I'll take the pay cut. That's really fair. But apparently, insiders are saying this next the CW basically renewed everything. Um, uh, insiders apparently are saying that The Flash and Riverdale, the next seasons, are probably likely to be the last. You'd fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like all of the actors for everything are just. Over it. I mean, again, all of those
0: actors, because Riverdale was so popular for like seasons one and two, I feel like all of those actors were pretty well established in terms of they could have gone on to kind of do something different. There is genuinely no reason for them to be doing a season four, five, six, seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, because that money's fine, but to be doing that for six months of the year basically means that you can't do anything else. Where you could be not only getting the fuck out of that bullshit, but also getting more money. Yeah, I don't understand. They all need to have a very hard think about the choices that they're making. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I
1: have to assume that the four leads of Riverdale were like, look, if one of us is going to quit, it's got to be all of us.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh, fuck. I just do not know. Particularly when you think of, like, Cole Sprouse. Mm-hmm. Was such already like an established yeah. actor? Like he could do whatever he wants, really. If 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 like theoretically,
1: I have a feeling he he was the only lead who didn't have to sign a five year.
0: That would make sense. Yeah. So why Which the fuck is, why is he they, still there? They
1: almost killed him off in season three. Remember they did like oh yeah the flash forward thing to him being dead. That was the last one I. He watched. wasn't. That was the last one I watched as well. Um, but I've got to say I watched the clip. Where Betty and Archie are talking about their superpowers. <laughs> um, And honestly, Lily Reinhardt puts her everything into the acting. Yeah. She's like, I don't care how bad the writing is, I'm going to go for it. And she does. And she's a genuinely fantastic actor, which also makes me sad that she's still stuck doing this. Because yeah. um, I, I, I'm sure I brought it up on the podcast. I can't even remember the name of the movie, but she was in a movie before Riverdale right. with Lily Rabe. Um. so before she was at All Famous and she did a phenomenal job she was really really good in it and everything yeah. and I just I don't know I mean I can't feel that bad they're all rich I guess but
0: are they though Two hundred thousand dollars a year is not actually that much
1: well that's why so many of the like CW and MTV and Freeform ca- um, actors do Comico- Oz Comic Cons and Supernovas oh, and stuff because they like Except to make their money anyway we'll take advantage of it why not you know yeah I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. Like that's not like fifty thousand an episode. I'd be like, yeah, okay, if that's you know fair. Ten thousand an episode. Mm. Reprioritize.
1: Yeah, it's like I mean, by the end of Friends, <coughs> they were getting a million dollars an episode. Yeah, I was each. gonna say
0: same with um, Big Bang Theory. So mm. I think these people can demand a bit more money. <laughs> yeah. mm. Sorry, anyway, mess. Gross. mass, mess,
1: mass, mass oh Oh. I still have more to talk about, but I'll try and save some. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is. I feel like this is just a, a, an interesting thing yeah. happened about the Oscars. Um, okay. Rachel Zegler, Ziegler, who's the lead in West Side Story, uh, uh-huh. just wasn't invited to the Oscars. Oh
0: my god, I did see this. Yeah,
1: she's the lead of a movie. Yep. Who was nominated for six things, and she wasn't invited.
0: Yes, I did see this. No,
1: this is not on the Oscars. The Oscars give the studios for each movie that's nominated a certain amount of tickets. Right. And the studio decides who's getting the tickets, right? So Disney slash 20th Century Mm. Studios, um, they decided not to give Rachel Ziegler one of the tickets, despite the fact that she's the lead of a movie nominated six times. That's crazy. And we're yet to find out if Ansel Elgort got one of the tickets. Oh, really? So tomorrow when they air, everyone's going to be finding out in real time if they invited him but not her, Mm. because they had to do a workaround.
0: Yeah. Then campaigned and were outraged fairly. Yeah.
1: And Oscar said, well, the loophole is we have seats for presenters, so you can be a presenter. And she said, oh, okay. Let's do that then. (laughs) So imagine if
0: it fucking wins and she has to come from a different spot. That's horrific.
1: I'm going to be so mad if Ansel Elgort's got a see. Oh, it's
0: so true. It's so true. If they invited
1: him as a lead and not her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we all fucking know why, you know, like it's, yeah, that's gross. I think
1: the only actor who has a nomination too is Ariana DeBose.
0: Oh, okay. So I don't
1: know if she's the only actor they invited or what. But that was whack. It was fucking weird. Yeah, that is so weird. It was very weird. I, yeah. didn't, I don't have anything insightful to say about that. I just thought it was very odd.
0: Oh, I didn't realise that none of the actors were nominated. Because I was like, that's just so weird that they wouldn't invite the lead actress of a movie to come along. But I guess if the movie's not nominated for well, no. any
1: acting awards. But again... Best Picture. If it's Best Picture wins. West Side, if West Side Story wins Best Picture... And none of the actors are up on stage yeah, to that's a accept. Bit weird. That's fucking weird.
0: That is weird. No, that's true. That's really weird. I bet like they did stop. invite him. I, I think bet they, they did. did well. I think they did. And she fucking has... Fucking Disney. Those fucking fucktards are like, two. we're inclusive. We're diverse. We love putting gay people for 1.2 seconds in our movies.
1: And then don't invite the female woman of color. Did you see that they cut a gay kiss from the Buzz Lightyear prequel? Mm <laughs> hmm. That's so funny. That's so funny. They cut it and then it got leaked and they had to reinstate it. (laughs) Good. What? what? How, when, why? Disney
0: continues to make bad choices.
1: Just confusing choices, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking wild.
0: It is wild. It's like they think that people aren't going to find out. (laughs) Well, imagine the only reason why they would still think that is there must be shit. That people don't actually find out, like they must be getting away yeah. with some like a lot of bad yeah. shit. So yeah. that's fucking terrifying to think about.
1: Um did you see what happened on Married? All right, you've got to. We got to wrap up. I know, but th- this is like truly wild as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have two really wild things. No, you can have you can have one. Well, we don't have to acknowledge. We don't have to talk about them. We can just say what happened. And okay. Them. Did you Did you hear what happened on Married at First Side Australia? Which I don't watch, and I don't think you watch.
0: Um, the, the nude photo scandal. Yep. Yes, I did. Okay. I, and I've vaguely been watching it because we don't have internet at home. So there's fucking nothing else to watch.
1: Oh, okay. So, so basically one of the women on Married at First Sight had an OnlyFans account before yep. the show and... Domenica. Domenica. And another one of the women... Olivia. Olivia. Uh, somehow got a hold of... Her
0: friends did her it. Her
1: friends did it. Yep. And then but anyway... Olivia said
0: the picture to Olivia.
1: Got this naked photo of Domenica.
0: Yes, which by the way was still behind a paywall. It wasn't just out on the internet. It was still behind her OnlyFans paywall. There's a
1: ton of there's literally disclaimers on OnlyFans that um, because it's behind a paywall, if anyone leaks this, they can be sued. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she got in a fight. They got in a fight with each other. Well, they had been fighting over the course of the series. Not really. No.
0: No. Not. Particularly, as as my understanding, but they, if
1: Olivia was the villain, right?
0: Well, not up until now. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. At least,
1: oh, I heard she was the villain the whole time. Oh, she anyway. might. Have, I
0: mean, she's a fucking bitch. And but. then
1: on television, knowing that this was going out to the public, she brought up this photo, this naked photo, showed it to everyone. Yes, and the rest of the cast all laughed about it. And
0: yeah, well, I'm not sure they necessarily. La- I think they all talked about it and they all formed opinions on it. Um, in terms of Domenica actually, like, doing porn, inverted commas, because it's fucking OnlyFans, like, it doesn't, you know. Anyway, um, and Domenica didn't know that they had all seen the photo and found out until, like, several days later when they all at the dinner table, I think someone brought it up in in some kind of, I don't know how it was brought up, but then she was left being there, like, being attacked by all of the ladies and everyone there being like, why would you do porn? Blah, 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 blah. And she's she had to like basically sit there and defend herself.
1: Okay. Well, from what I've seen, the Australian media in a wild twist has actually been very supportive of her. They have. Yes. Sorry. I'm far from my friend. Um, I fully expected them to take the sexist stance and be misogynistic and Shame her, the Australian well, media in general.
0: I think it's because again, I didn't actually see the episodes where this went down, but I watched the episode immediately after where Domenica was because they were on the lounge and all of the like the, the relationship therapists were talking about it, and bringing it up with everyone. Are the
1: biggest crock of shit.
0: Oh, they totally are, but they in also systems. were on Domenica's side, and they were like Olivia, why would you? You're acting that was disgusting Revenge and childish. Paul. She was yeah. using
1: this image in an argument as a piece of leverage.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, and so I think because the backlash to Dom from the other contestants was so severe and the whole situation was handled so poorly by the other contestants, I think that's why everyone else has been, like, rallying around her, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think Australian meter suddenly is like, wow, porn is okay. I think it's just because, yeah, it went down so terribly on the show that everyone's like, oh, my God, she didn't deserve this, you know?
1: I just know that it was trending every day on Twitter because everyone yes. was defending her. and I Everyone's really
0: upset with the network as well, actually, for even airing the whole thing.
1: Which channel is it?
0: Nine, yeah. I think.
1: As is if they have standards. That's that's just like saying Channel 7 has standards. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, the only network that actually does have standards is Channel 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cute. I hope that this Olivia chick gets absolutely sued for the house down boots. Oh, my
0: God. And the episode... Where the episode that I watched, where they were on the couch discussing it in this actual, like, structured way with the therapists, Olivia was on the couch last and she was like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, it's just a photo. It was out on the internet for everyone to see. I didn't do anything wrong. And then she, like, chucked a fucking hissy fit because the therapists were like, Well, actually, you did do something wrong. Like, it's, you shouldn't
1: have. And it wasn't just out there on the internet.
0: Yeah, they didn't really bring that up, but yes. Um, and Olivia, like, she fucking, like, threw a tantrum like a baby. She was like, I'm just in a really bad mood now. It's just been so, this has been so difficult for me for the past couple of days. For her. Yeah, literally.
1: <laughs> what a C word. Uh, truly, truly. But anyway, I also have seen that she's been, like, the whole cast, obviously, doing promotion. They're doing interviews on radio shows and stuff. And this bitch Olivia is going on radio shows defending herself. Yeah, I'm and not saying, surprised. saying, I don't actually see I did anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. And the radio show hosts who are usually meant to be neutral yeah have been having to say you are psychotic. Yeah. She is. You have no self-awareness. Yeah.
0: I don't think I cannot see just as an aside. I cannot see how she and that boy that she was married with could still be together because on the couch he was like he wasn't defending her but he was like, you know, like comforting her and being like, oh, you know, it's just been a really bad couple of days, you know. So he didn't, he didn't, he did actually, I think, at one point say that she did the wrong thing from my memory. Um, but he wasn't like actively against her. But apparently he is like, again, this isn't through mum's perspective because she does watch the show. Um, she was like, right at the beginning, he introduced himself as someone who doesn't like drama and just doesn't. Like to engage in those types of things, he's just like really laid back and chill. Yeah, and they're so, but they're still together at this point. So
1: I'm like, surely, I'm sorry, but that's so false. If you're signing up for a show like, if you're signing up for a show so like true, Married at First Sight, so true. And you say, I don't like drama. I'm chill. That's you're so immediately contradicting yourself. That's accurate. Full stop. Period. I think
0: I think a lot of people don't understand what it's like to be on a reality TV show
1: though before they sign up. No, but you should know what the reality TV show is. It's true, <laughs> and this show is purely about drama. Yeah,
0: that's accurate. Yeah, it wasn't at the beginning. The first season was so good, and then since then, it's gone. I don't understand the, the fucking concept
1: of this show, the, the the structure of this show, or anything. It's weird. I don't get it. It's pretty weird. I hate it. Anyway,
0: yeah. Hmm. Anyway, inc- long story short, last week there was massive drama because two of the contestants from. For earlier weeks that had left came back oh in together God. but with a different partner so why i don't know because they'd been having an affair with each other so there was like a dude and a lady
1: so production said and a dude. plot twist this season as we're bringing people back
0: no there was a dude and a lady and a dude and a lady in this season and then the dudes and the ladies broke up
1: so they had to leave
0: as they had to leave and then a lady from this couple and a dude from this couple got together and actually, it turned out, had been having an affair during the whole production, came back in and were like, We're in love. Can we rejoin the
1: contest? So, wait. <laughs> the premise of this show is that these love matchmakers yes. assign people. Yeah. And they're so good at their jobs and it's a social experiment. What fucking yeah. ever? Why do they let this couple back in who were having a affair No, they the whole didn't. Time?
0: The, the therapists were like, this is a flagrant disregard of our rules and it's frankly embarrassing how little respect you've had for the game and so no, you're not allowed back in.
1: So these quote-unquote therapists <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brought them back on the show No, they didn't to know. shit on them. The Full th- fucking well, shit. That's like sure, saying RuPaul sure. doesn't know exactly who's getting eliminated each sure. episode. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree. The therapists are
1: essentially the producers.
0: sure. On the show, it looks like the therapists didn't know that they were supposed to be, that they were coming back.
1: I think these therapists should absolutely be banished to hell.
0: I totally agree. And it turns out that the dude from the couple where the lady, so the lady in this couple went and had the affair with the man from the other couple. So the dude that was left over from Uh this one is now... In a relationship She's with one, one of the, the therapists. therapists. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought he was going to become a therapist. <laughs> no. Well, outside of the show.
0: Yeah, outside. So now it's only just been revealed that they're
1: together. Like last week. If Which that's not 100% ethical.
0: would have been well-timed because last week was when all that drama went out. So. Well,
1: if that's not an ethical... um Conundrum. <laughs> yeah. Why call them therapists? I have no idea. Not I, I'm not sure they are.
0: Maybe they are called matchmakers. I just call them therapists. I
1: wouldn't have a problem. I literally would not have a problem with this show if they didn't frame it as a social experiment.
0: See, that's why I love it.
1: But it isn't.
0: That's true. It's pretty, like, contrived. It's formulaic drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
1: A social experiment is Big Brother putting them all in the house and seeing what happens. That's accurate. Yeah. This is not a social experiment. Not anymore. This is overproduced bull. Yeah. And is it coming now. from me who loves the real housewives.
0: That's fair. Excuse me.
1: I don't know why this show gets me so heated. Me either. Anyway. It's disgusting, but no more disgusting than other reality TV shows. <laughs> hey, did you see Bella Hadid came out and made statements S- against Yolanda?
0: Yes. Well, specifically she said that she wished she didn't get a nose shop at 14 and everyone has extrapolated from that and been like, Yolanda is, is a terrible happened? person. And they're right.
1: Well, she said more. Did she? Yeah, she kind of blamed her anorexia and stuff on Yolanda. Oh, did she? Good on her. She said that I have it written down. Um, during filming of Beverly Hills and stuff,
2: mm.
1: when her career was just taking off, she was eating two raspberries and a single piece of celery a day. That's horrific. And that is on her parents, frankly. It's true.
0: Just terrible. That's all I have to say. Is if
1: go look up this article. It's wild. I don't have anything to add. That's just gross. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap up. Let's do our yeah, What the I Fuck agree. of the Week. I'm
0: really hungry. I'm
1: hungry. My original What the Fuck of the Week was about something that happened at work, but I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm not doing that one anymore.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh my God, I actually have one this week, and it is about Nigel and Jack, but it's funny because it's a different type of Nigel and Jack story.
1: All right. Well, my What the Fuck of the Week this week is, Warner Brothers, why are you even releasing The Secrets of Dumbledore? Fantastic Beasts and Secrets of Dumbledore in China. Oh, are they? J.K. Rowling has spent. I think she announced in like 2006 that. Uh, surprise! Actually, Dumbledore was gay the whole time. Yeah, it's been 15 years of her saying this. It's finally come to the point in a piece of media where they're going to address the fact that Dumbledore was gay, and so was Grindelwald, and they were in love. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's meant to be the point of this movie. The title of the movie being The Secrets of Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. The secret in the title is they love for each other. They're gay for each other. Right. So why are you releasing this movie in China where you have to cut out any gay references? Do they really? When? Still. Yes, that's why, like, um, so many Marvel movies. That's why they're so scared to put gay stuff in. Because China makes, like, $87 million compared to... They're Everywhere the only else. market that's comparable to the American movie market right. in box office. Um, and everybody's just scared to put in gay stuff because they either have to censor it or not release it. Whack. And I think if you have to censor your movie, you should not be releasing it there, full stop. That's fair. Or release it as triple X or whatever it has to be over there. Iconic. For gays to be in a movie in China, it has to be... Um, R-rated. <laughs> literally R18+, not released in theatres, only in like DVD shops. Whack. Wildly, yeah. Yeah. Um, why are you releasing a movie that's meant to be about Dumbledore being gay in China where you have to censor anything that says Dumbledore is gay? They literally need to watch that version. Released a clip of this movie for America in which Dumbledore and Grendelwald were sitting down across from each other and literally Dumbledore says the words, "I am in love with you." Iconic. <gasps> that's not even the worst of it! <laughs> I can talk about the gay shit because I think that's fucked up that J.K. Rowling has spent the last 15 years saying, well, I'm a, I'm a gay ally. Donald's yeah. gay. Eventually, he'll be in a piece of media and then it gets to that and they're just cutting that for the sake of money. You want to know what the most feral fucking part is? What? The marketing campaign in China. They made... Oh, okay, wait. F- for backstory. I'm heated. <laughs> for backstory. Um... They made a conscious effort, I believe, in this movie to add more people of colour to the main cast. Love that. So there are, I think, two lead characters in it who are black. Okay. Guess what the marketing campaign in China's done? What? Removed any black people from the posters. Removed any black people from the trailers. Oof. Removed any gay references. So not just have they gotten rid of all the gay and (laughs) black people. (laughs) What is this movie about? Oof. Specifically in the marketing campaign, like, Compare the two posters is wild. The two black people are like up front, front and center, and then the China one cut out of it completely. Like China is so weird, isn't it? They're weird. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. Hmm. How can like Warner Brothers, who what claims to be an ally happen? of all these different communities, and then says? Actually, but when it comes to money, <laughs> jokes—we're not actually allies. We'll happily cut you out and pretend you don't exist.
2: Yeah. Oof.
1: I think that's fucked up.
0: It is fucked up.
1: And that's my what the fuck of the week because
0: she's a producer, right, and a writer. Yeah, yeah. So she has like a pretty big say.
1: Yeah, she could have said, "I don't want to release this in China unless it's the full movie that I wrote."
0: That's just embarrassing, then.
1: But she's a performative ally.
0: Accurate. Who says I've been a I gay ally been for new.
1: fifteen years? How can I be transphobic? And it's like, well, you can you publicly uh, promote violence <laughs> against trans people. So
0: I thought you were going to say you're publicly best friends with Putin. You just touched
1: my <laughs> cold, sweaty leg. Sorry. So rude of you. Your besties with Putin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> wow. So much to unpack there.
1: Not really. I feel like it's pretty clear cut. Yeah.
0: What is... what?
1: Warner Brothers hates gay and black people. Full stop.
0: Allegedly. I was going to say, for
1: legal reasons.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Just, like, why? Why release a movie? Ugh, whatever. That's like releasing... Rah!
0: What is... But, like, from China's perspective, like, what do they think is going to happen by having, like, gay people and black people in their movies? That's going to make
1: people... Gay and revolt. And black. And black. (laughs) No, it's actually, I do actually know the reason. And it's because um, uh, they don't want any media that contradicts what the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, says is the cookie cookie cutter. Like, says, they say, (laughs) this is the exact type of person you need to be and this is the exact type of person you need to live, uh, life you need to live, uh, and this is the exact way you need to act. And any movies that kind of contradict that, they're not allowed. I think Black Widow. they uh, Yeah, okay, so last year Black Widow wasn't allowed to be released in cinemas. In China, they didn't get a release at all because um, it was the 50th or something anniversary of the CCP doing something or other and they didn't want to release any Hollywood movies at that time because they thought But it would take focus away from the CCP's anniversary.
0: I think they might have too many opinions about what their citizens will or will not do when given media. On the other hand, Americans are pretty feral, so... (laughs) Not to make light of a really serious situation. No, you're right.
1: <laughs> they're trying to ban gay people from existing in Florida. So, oh
0: yeah, that's so true. Ew. Ugh, no, we don't want to get into that because there, oh my god, there's been a whole bunch we of abortion did. laws and stuff
1: as well. And, yeah, gross Texas and shit. Yeah. Super gross. So yeah, I, but like again, my point is, why can't studios take a stance? Because they're money makers, like universities. T. The only reason movies are being uh not released in China basically now is if the actors have said anything against the CCP iconic so i believe simu lu said something 10 years ago on an article about not necessarily against the CCP or anything just that um just c- critiquing them i guess a little bit uh so then china said no you're not releasing shang chi here iconic I think Tom Hardy. I actually think Tom's Hardy said some quite racist stuff in like twenty eleven. Oh. About China. So none of the Venom movies were released there. Um, there was another movie really, really recently. I think it might have been one of the Avengers or something. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's it's wild. Why release these studios need to take a stance and if they want to be an ally, be an actual fucking ally. Accurate. You know? Yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on.
1: What's your what the <laughs> fuck are <I like>.
0: we? <laughs> So two days ago, maybe three days ago, sometime this week, I'm not sure, an indeterminate amount of days ago. this
1: timeline is insane.
0: (laughs) Jack-Jack was going a bit crazy at night, as he often does. Right. And he jumped up onto the lounge. He's Mm -hmm. just learned how to do that this week. Mm -hmm. And then from the lounge, the seat, he jumped up onto the back of the lounge. And then from there, he launched himself out. Under the ground? Are you kidding? And he was fine. He just fucking he like he fell down.
1: Pippi literally did that on Wednesday. <gasps> Stop it, really? Yes. It's oh my god, fucking terrifying! It was terrifying. I
0: thought he was going to die, but then he lived. You just got back, right back up, and kept and running you feel around. That
1: too and their legs are, and you're like, oh, literally. Oh my god, Pippi did that for the first time this week too. Oh my god! Wow, our dog. Not to like take your thunder, but it. basically every time I've had her on the couch, she likes to climb up on the headrest. Yeah. Rest. And it's terrifying, but she's pretty careful and she... Oh, Jack
0: was not careful.
1: Let me take her down and whatever. This time, I had her on the couch with me because (laughs) there was someone over at the house for some reason. Um, And she jumped out of my arms onto the thing and left straight down. I couldn't... I had no time to catch her. And I was like, this bitch has probably just crushed her legs.
0: Literally! Yeah, no. But she's fine. Yeah, same with Jack. My follow-up, though, to really, like, round this out as a what the fuck is that this morning Nigel and Jack were playing on the lounge and Jack potentially, I'm not sure we didn't witness it, pushed Nigel off the lounge. Maybe. Nigel might have all the soldiers just fallen himself. Anyway, Nigel fell down, rolled on his back and then Fucking dropped his bundle. Like he started to cry and he had his tail between his legs and he came over to mum. He's like, Mum, nanny, pick me up. Anyway, so mum and dad had to cuddle him for like 15 minutes to get him to calm down. He's so
1: dramatic. I love him. He's
0: so dramatic. He's such a fragile little bean. And I just think it's very funny that Jack is out here launching himself from the top of the lounge, being fine. Nigel falls half a meter and is like, I'm dying. Please, someone, cuddle me. I've had the Terrible something. Terrible's happened. The
1: duality of man. <laughs>
0: Literally. That's so funny. um it's so funny. is so fucking funny. And he bad I can all imagine
1: in this instance is a very Lion King-like scene. Hmm. <laughs> Where Scar's like, long live the king, and drops him. And that was Nigel. Nigel was Mufasa.
0: It's very possible. Mum and I was, like, the lounge was here. Mum and I were standing here talking. And then all of a sudden we just hear the <laughs> of Nigel being on the ground and Jack standing on the lounge wagging his tail. So we were like, did something criminal just happen? I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, undetermined currently. But from the way Nigel was behaving it did seem like there was a betrayal that had happened.
1: (laughs) It's pretty iconic if you ask me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that's my what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, what are your socials? Uh, The Lady Alice by one on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I can't remember the other one. (laughs) And Harness Creation on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram as well. And
1: HarnessCreation.com.au.
0: Yeah, the website. Yeah,
1: cute. Bless. Um, If you want to follow the pod, you can at podcast on Instagram, kind of Twitter, if I ever pick it back up. (laughs) Um, YouTube, all the links are down below as usual, including links to whatever we talked about. Um, And if you want to follow me on Twitter or TikTok, NIC underscore sushi. Do it because he has a
0: video that is just about to hit 1 million likes and it's a pretty iconic video. It's true.
1: If you haven't already seen it. It's true. I was actually going to, if we had time, I was going to make us do a TikTok live on the pod, but I gave up.
0: Next week. I've no. just started to do lives on TikTok and the validation.
1: You've done lives on TikTok? Yeah. I haven't got notifications of that. Oh, I've done two. Doing what? Um, the
0: first one showing your titty nipples. Exactly. That's why you didn't get a notification because you don't like. Streets only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Straits only. Title <laughs> <laughs> of that. Um, the first one was I was out there working in the new set, painting and doing stuff I can't. and talking about that. And the second one was I was doing um. A TikTok audit of some, for somebody else. Less.
1: Yeah. A TikTok what?
0: Audit. So going through their account and being like, this is what you should do.
1: So you were roasting someone live on TikTok? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say that'd be a turn on for me, but. <laughs> More than the nipple. <laughs> More than the nipple. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Cute. Thanks so much for listening. What The fuck is happening, the podcast. podcast. Bye. <gasps>